Well, here we are, Wednesday again, and joining us for another Wednesday morning discussion, it's our good friend, Dr. Andrew Corbett. Good morning, Cameron. Great to be with you. And it's a little bit wet and woolly out there this morning, so it probably goes without saying. Take it easy on the roads. They're going to be very greasy and slippery. Today, Cameron, we want to talk about one of the most fundamental life skills, one of the most foundational life skills. It's not taught in school. You're probably not ever going to read a book about it you're probably never going to attend a seminar about it and yet it's something you do multiple times every day and every day of your life and it is listening did you hear what i said cameron i sure did i sure did yeah listening listening all right that's good (laughs) so here's five things you may not have heard about listening because it's very frustrating and we've all been frustrated when we've been talking with someone and it becomes pretty clear they're not listening (laughs) you know the lights are on but no one's home (laughs) you're saying you're saying things quite possibly even from your heart and they're just not hearing you here's five things you may not have heard about listening and the first, the first thing we, we need to put out there is that listening isn't just about words. Listening isn't just about words. Listening can actually involve hearing what someone is trying to say. One of the problems that we've got as a society, Cameron, is that we are becoming less literate. Pretty amazing, considering our overall push for education and even literacy. Yet, we have a a growing body of people who aren't adequately able to express themselves with words. So rather than beat them up, rather than mock or ridicule them, We just have to, I think, accept that this is just the way it is. Some people just don't have the capacity to express themselves very clearly with words. You'll even hear, particularly men, say, look, I'm just not good with words. I think we have to start there. Understand that sometimes many people think they're hearing someone because they have just heard the words that have been used. How often, Cameron, have you said something, someone has heard what you've said and they've interpreted it, they've heard you say something because you use those words and they remind you that you used those words, but that's not what you meant. That's not what you intended. Ever ever had that before? Plenty of times. And you're not the only one. You're not Robinson Crusoe there, Cameron, because we all have experienced that where perhaps due to our inability to find the right word or perhaps our inability to share language as well so there's we we can we can mish and mash words and if you've ever watched an episode of Kath and Kim which I've only ever watched for research purposes Cameron not because it's hilarious (laughs) 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 you'll notice how often they play up this whole thing of 
mashing language and they will confuse words you know that 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 famous line where kim says to her mother kath um, why can't you know she's just frustrated with with their station in life and she says mum i wish we could be effluent too (laughs) (laughs) Uh... i mean cameron i mean after all is there that big a difference between affluent and effluent (laughs) (laughs) Uh... (laughs) well uh, the answer is yeah actually a world of difference and so and this is where we, we we will interact with people who perhaps aren't precise with the words they use but listening well involves hearing what they are trying to say rather than what we think they've said because they've used certain words words i think actually get in the way sometimes of communication if you are literate you have a gift you have a marvelous gift of being able to be a part of communication precision one of the greatest wordsmiths of all time was gk chesterton he lived around the turn of the 20th century and he could say a lot with just a few words that is an amazing gift and he he would whenever he did a book signing he would look at the person who'd bought the book ponder and then write something in the in that book just for that person that he would find words he had such a a treasure chest of words in his vocabulary that he could use just the right word to describe that person you may be aware of the father brown mysteries i think they're on abc or abc two abc one abc one uh that friday and set or two nights a week okay written by gk chesterton so gk chesterton wrote those those uh, father brown uh, novels those murder mysteries so gk chesterton was a master at this ernest hemingway won the pulitzer prize which is a literature prize and in the same year he won the nobel prize for literature another man phenomenally um a, phen- a phenomenal vocabulary able to say a lot with just a few words this is a really rare thing and it's it seems to me that it's becoming rarer and rarer ernest hemingway of course wrote an entire story one of the most moving stories he wrote in just six words the entire story was just six words and whenever i've retold the story to my children as they were growing up several of them teared up it's such a moving powerful story in just six words so you may want to google Ernest Hemingway's six word story and you'll find that on google I could tell it to you now but that would spoil it (laughs) (laughs) he never gives away his secrets on air (laughs) so there's there's the first thing we need to understand when we are engaged in conversation or we're listening to someone it may not even be a conversation it may be that the boss or a politician or someone is speaking to us and if we are extremely ungracious and we we tend to be a bit legalistic in the way we hear people you know we're looking for legal terms and of course this is the the realm of lawyers they argue and quibble over the precision of language i remember hearing in new zealand a criminal 
could not be extradited because the particular legislation that passed through Parliament had a spelling or grammatical error in it. And despite the intention of the legislation, the court could not interpret intention. It could only inter- interpret the actual legislation that that was passed through the Parliament and that all they had to go by were the words that they used. So language is important, words are important, but when we're in everyday conversation, it's just vital that you learn to listen beyond the actual words and hear what someone means. And I'm going to give some tips on how to do that next after we come back from this music break, Cameron. And then when we come back, I'm also going to mention that coming up August 12, 13 and 14, WAFM is doing something particularly exciting. We recognize that there's a number of businesses in our region. You've only got to take a bit of a walk around our city to see all the vacant shops. WAFM is bringing down one of Australia's leading business and marketing consultants who is, we are putting on some one-hour business marketing seminars called Grow Your Business. And a part of this is WAFM's gift back to the city. We, we want to help businesses. We know that we're helping individuals and families. Cameron, I've got in front of me right now, I have a wad of feedback that we received from people who rang up during our Radiothon who just thanked us. And we were just so encouraged. Thank you, Launceston. That was so encouraging to hear your stories of how WAFM has inspired and given hope and encouragement. We want to now put back, we want to do something for the business community of our city. And this is the Grow Your Business series of seminars. It's a one-hour seminar. We're putting on um, 15 of these. So so even if uh, we understand people in business are busy, we're restricting the seats to around about 12 seats per session. They must be booked in. You can't just turn up. You have to book in. And we are offering some prizes as well. And we, we really want to help the the businesses of our city and our region to grow and so a part of this grow your business marketing seminar is you'll hear from one of australia's leading business consultants on how you as a business person can grow your business in an economic downturn and increase your profitability so if you want to know a little bit more about that go to wayfm's facebook page you'll see some more information there about that you'll also See it on our webpage, of course, wayfm.org.au. And if you are in business, you're probably going to get a call from one of our staff. We are, we are going to try and personally invite every, every business along to this seminar. There'll be, it'll be at the Tarway Centre, and this is at WayFM's expense, so we're putting on uh, food and nibbles. We, re- we, uh, we really want to look after the business community and, and sew back in so that we can help our city prosper. If our city prospers, we prosper. If if our city prospers, people prosper, families prosper. We we think this is a, a marvelous opportunity that we that we have now. But I'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back after this music break. Thanks, Cam. Great, it's all exciting uh, happening at the moment. It's now 8.46 and we'll be uh, listening up with more from Dr. Andrew Corbett on his subject as well. Five things you may not have heard about listening after this song. And uh, listen up to him now. Sorry, Cameron, what was that? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> yeah, we are He's always about... in his old world. He's always in his own world. Yeah, there you go. We're talking about five things you may not have heard about listening. It's something we have to do. We will do it all the time. We do it multiple times each day, and yet we rarely have any 
training or teaching in it. And here's some things that those who have thought about this, and particularly people who are involved in interpersonal counselling, marriage counselling, or workplace reconciliation, mediation, those sorts of things, this is the grist and mill of what they have to do. They have to teach people how to communicate. Business executives will often do these sort of high-level courses. So people pay a lot of money to learn to do this because if you are able to listen well, people give you trust currency. People will will not trust someone whom they do not think understands them. And one of the first steps to understanding is listening. In fact, it's foundational to listening. So we've already mentioned that it's beyond words. It's not merely the words that you use that in or the other person is using that involve um, what listening is all about. So let's let's come to the the next thing. Cameron, you ever met someone and the last time you spoke with them, it didn't go well. Yes. And now you're about to talk to them again. How easy is that? Not easy. Not easy at all. Exactly. Awkward awkward is definitely the word. Yeah, there you go. And I, I would I would concur. Okay, so we uh we need to here's the expression clear the air if the air is not clear we need to clear the air it is just utterly naive to think that if we're trying to either communicate with someone or hear someone appropriately that the last conversation that got ugly or ended up in a grievance or ended up in a conversation that went south a conversation that ended up where perhaps there was name calling perhaps there was mockery ridicule perhaps there was anger and heat and steam to think that you could storm away from that one and then somewhere down the track come back and try and have another conversation without the last conversation having any bearing on your ability to communicate now is just utterly naive Uh, and so one of in, in clearing the air it looks like this there's there's off that well not even often it's always necessary to bring it out and exchange some kind of apology and an apology doesn't necessarily mean that you're backing down it doesn't necessarily mean that you're conceding to the other person that they were right and you were wrong because you may honestly feel you were right but you may recognize that the relationship you have with that person is far more important than being right. And there are, there are some people, Cameron, where I, I have had perhaps heated exchanges or exchanges where it was pretty obvious that they didn't agree and they weren't comfortable in me sort of pushing my agenda. So I've had to I've had to factor in if if I want to be heard by this person, if I want to communicate adequately with this person, I can't go there. I can't go there. Yeah. Yeah. And and in in most most instances that's going to be fine. That's not going to be a problem. Just just you can't go there. Don't go there. 
So if you want to be heard well, you've got to clear the air. And clearing the air simply is a, an apology where you where you convey to the other person that the way you conducted yourself in the previous conversation probably, in fact, you now realize, did upset them or offend them or hurt them or whatever. So clearing the air is is asking for forgiveness. It's it's saying, look, last time we spoke, I I think I overstepped the mark. I said this, I shouldn't have said this. And sometimes parents have to do this with children, especially their teenagers. They may wonder why their teenager is not listening to them. And it, and Cameron, as, as a, a parent of four children, I can tell you there are times when there are things that I say to my children that I don't back away from. They're right. But there are often times the way I say it, the when I say it, and the how I say it is not wise. So it involves me asking for forgiveness. Please forgive me for my manner. Forgive me for my tone. Forgive me for being inconsiderate of where you're at when we last spoke about this matter. We're clearing the air. Clearing the air. All right. One more thing before we go to break. When we are talking about listening, sometimes the goal is not real clear. I mean, why Why are we doing this? Why? Why does it matter? Why are we even bothering to listen? And we are doing that with a goal to understand. Understand is the goal. Not garnering information so that you can clobber them or winning an argument. The goal is to understand. So as we as we put that down as one of the foundations for how we're going to listen well, the next few things that I have to say when we come back after the news, Cameron, are going to help you to be a better listener. And I can guarantee you this. If you become a better listener, you will be listened to much better. If you feel people don't listen to you well, it starts here, not with how you communicate by what you say, but by how you communicate, by how you listen. If you can learn to listen well, you will be heard much more often and much clearer. Cameron, I mentioned our Grow Your Business seminars coming up just before we go to news. Let me tell you a little bit more about those. We are bringing down from Queensland, one of Australia's leading business and marketing consultants, he his own business is uh, one of the fastest growing uh, consultancy businesses in Australia. He has a track record of helping companies large and small and other organizations to uh, turn their business around and grow them significantly. Proven track record. This is a no-cost marketing uh, presentation so that you will learn some of the secrets of marketers. Sometimes I'm aware that there are some great businesses out there that no one even knows about. There's plenty of businesses in t in our city that if they simply could get their message out effectively, and that is what marketing is about, they would see a turnaround in their fortunes. 
they would see increased sales and increased profitability. So this is coming up. It's called Grow Your Business. We're going to be sending out a a, a mail, a Australia Post uh, business householder to as many businesses as we can, most of the businesses in our region. So if you see our card, it'll be like a postcard that comes out and you'll see a guy who's got grass growing out his hair and you'll see it, it will say across the top... <laughs> Grow your business. Now, I did ask about this, Cameron. I asked, why have we got why have we got a bloke with grass growing out his hair? Well, you said grow. You said yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And th- apparently the research is that when you do something that's a little bit comical, it grabs people's attention. So this is one of those marketing tips. Yes. So I that or they're really badly done ads, <laughs> like a certain furniture ad. We, oh, we, won't, my we won't mention that. All right. So... You'll you'll see these, and what we're going to be doing as well is YFM is going to be offering businesses some amazing uh, offers, and and they'll only be over three days. And as we say, we are serious about helping businesses in our city and region grow, and to do that, not only are we bringing this uh, seminar to Tasmania, it only goes for an hour, so it's a a marketing sales presentation. That will be at the Taro Centre. There'll be a, there'll be the choice of uh, breakfast, morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea, or finger food dinner. So we we are really doing this well. And if you don't get an invite, then give us a call at the station six three three four zero one hundred, and we'll make sure that we grab your email address so you can. This is an invitation event. It's not something you can just turn up to. You you have to have an invitation to get there. If you want an invitation. Give us a call on that number, 63340100, and we'll make sure you get that invite. Let's come back after the news, Cam. Yep. Listening more to uh, listening from Dr. Andrew Corbett after the news. It's now 9 o'clock. Who days, that's for sure, Andrew. Yes, the irony of having overcast and rainy weather is that it actually is warmer. It's warmer than yeah. having clear skies. So, yes, it's a little bizarre. Um Yes. Cameron, we are talking about listening and five things you may not have heard about listening. And we've mentioned that it is beyond words. So it is not just about the words someone uses, which sometimes can actually get in the way. In fact, quite often it gets in the way. And then we've we've also uh, talked about clearing the air and when... When when we talk to, with someone whom the last conversation we had with them, it, it was tense. Y- you have to clear the air. And, the, and clearing the air is an apology. But let me tell you, an apology, I think we've got, I think we've done something on how to apologize. I'm not sure if we haven't. I really should. Because an apology is not merely saying, I'm sorry. It's not sometimes, in fact, quite often, it doesn't even require the words, I apologize. What it requires is a statement that shows the other person that you understand the hurt you've caused them. And an apology requires an appeal for forgiveness. So to clear the air, you, you need to apologize. You, you need to clear the air. All right, so now we've cleared the air. We recognize that it's not necessarily the words that people use. And here, now we're going to dial it down. This is 
these are some things you may not have heard about how to listen well. So we're counting down five to one. Number three is attentiveness. Attentiveness. Now, attentiveness involves things like eye contact, doing what you just did then, Cameron, nodding. <laughs> I gave you eye contact you as did. you were sort of rolling yes. your eyes back in your head. No, 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 no. You did not. <laughs> just seeing if you're listening. And facial expressions. And it sometimes involves repeating back to the person. What does it involve, Cameron? Repeating back to the person. Well done. <laughs> and There's an echo around here. Yeah, there you go. Attentiveness is when we do those little things. So when someone, when you're talking with someone, and we've all met really good listeners, you're talking with them and they're engaged. They're, they're actually, they're looking at you. Their face is expressing the 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 emotion of your voice so as you say i was really happy they smile when you say something really sad happened to me they they look sad they're attentive to what you're saying and attentiveness is really important when you're trying to communicate with with someone when you're trying to listen you you need to be attentive the the next thing is and by the way attentiveness that kind of attentiveness is called active listening so active listening here's here's the the next thing and this is a part of what's called responsive listening or actually sorry re reactive listening reactive listening so reactive listening means that as as they as someone is talking with you and you're you're you're, act, you're doing active listening. You're hearing them. You're engaged with what they're saying. And you're, you're repeating back things. Then reactive listening is, is where they say something and you ask a, a question about what they've just said. So the, the question will bring clarity the, it also invites greater disclosure because if you're talking with someone, Cameron, and they they just don't sound interested, they may even be giving, you know, sort of curt, uh, polite smiles as you talk. They may look like they're giving the right sort of vibes back to you, but they're not asking any questions. They're not They're not really engaged with what you're saying. So <clears throat> this is where... Uh, so you're saying something and someone says hang on a minute are you saying that you you fell down the stairs see that's a question and that yeah. that also shows you if they ask that kind of question it shows you that they're listening and it's a way to show someone that you're listening well by asking a question about something they've just said oh boy that did that hurt you know so those sorts of questions bring clarity to the conversation Whenever you're talking and someone begins to ask you questions like that, it shows a couple of things. Firstly, it shows they're interested. Not only does it show that they're interested, it actually shows that they, they kind of care about what you're saying. And we all want that, Cameron. We want, we want someone to care about, about us and what we're saying because it helps us to feel valued as a person. So when, when we're talking and... Uh, someone asks questions, we feel they're listening, and a strange thing happens. If you're talking and someone is giving you these attentive 
cues, their facial expression, their, their nodding, their, their repeating back little things to you. It shows you that they're listening, they're being attentive. And then they start to ask questions about what you're saying. They're dialing down to get clarity. The strange thing is it, it, it encourages you to open up more to them. You disclose more because really what they're doing is inviting you to do it. They're inviting you to share more about what you're saying. So if you want to listen well to someone, you want to take note of that. You want to take note that if you can learn to listen well, people will share more with you. And you'll and remember the goal of listening is understanding they will feel that you understand them. And if they feel that they are understood, they are more likely to share more with you. So if you want to be a good listener, remember those things. Be uh, Recognize that it's not the words alone. Words can sometimes actually get in the way. Understand also that you've got to clear the air. If the last conversation you had with them was tense or heated you've got to clear that up you've you've got to seek forgiveness and apologize and as i mentioned it doesn't mean that you're actually backing down saying that you are wrong or they're wrong or whatever it just simply is a is a statement saying the way i conducted myself i probably hurt you please forgive me for that and then we can see uh being attentive as we've just mentioned the eye contact and then using appropriate questions these are all ways that you can listen well and i've got one more after we come back from this music break cameron and great great song by the way with paul mccartney's song about listening but here there's one more it's a powerful one probably the most powerful one but it's something you can't do unless you've done these first four so let's come back after this bit of music and we're going to come down the home stretch and talk about the fifth thing the number one thing that you may not have heard about how to listen okay great sounds excellent dr andrew corbett back with his last installment of today's wednesday morning discussion very soon this morning and uh, he's got one more aspect of that to go yeah i have so this is about listening well five things that you may not have heard about how to listen well and we're counting down and we are down to the last one but let me just give you a little bit of a a recap again so good listening involves what's called active listening if you've ever done any kind of communication seminar perhaps for your business or something like that this is a common one people will talk about this so active listening and then we've mentioned reactive listening how you respond your facial expressions nodding asking questions this is a part of reactive listening and here's the final aspect of that and it's the number one thing that really will help you listen well good listeners do this and it leaves a huge impression on those who have been listened to it's responsive listening and this is this is the aspect of respond so good listening involves responding to what you've just heard for example if someone has just been telling you how tight it is financially for them at the moment because they've been burgled their 
they've you know that not only burgled they've been robbed the the bank that they had all the money with has closed down and you know it's a, it's a gen, you, know, you genuinely get that this person through no fault of their own is in a predicament and then you 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 end the conversation with going well all the best i hope things turn around for you have a good day you haven't appropriately responded an appropriate response is can i can i take you out for lunch now can i can I take you out for coffee now or something like that? So responding means that you're actually doing something in response to what you've just heard. Now, let, let me dial this down into a marriage. And this is a very common scenario in a marriage. A wife says to her husband, can you please put your dirty socks in the laundry basket. I, I had to pick them up this morning. Could you you please not do that? And he says, oh, uh, yeah, sure. Um, you want me to put my dirty socks, my dirty laundry socks in the, in the laundry basket? Yeah, yeah, got it. So it sounds like he's listened. It sounds like he's done active listening. He's repeated back to her what she said. So that's all good. That sounds great. He's asked a question. You want me to do this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like he's reacting well. And the next morning, the, he's dashed off to work. And what does the wife look at on the floor? Dirty, dirty socks. Dirty, dirty socks. Dirty socks. <laughs> dirty socks. And she goes, you know, kind of that Marge Simpson frustration noise. And she picks him up, puts him in the laundry basket. Uh, he comes home from work later that day, and she says, "Oh, look, I just just want to just I'm just asking again. Can you please put your dirty socks not on the floor, but in the laundry basket?" And he says, "Oh, did I leave them on the floor? Ah, oh, sorry about that. I apologise." Now it sounds like he's apologised. I mean, after all, he said the two key words. He said sorry, and he said uh, I apologise. So, yet, there's something else going on here. Because something is happening where the wife is beginning to feel like maybe he's not listening. So, there is the, the next morning, she wakes up, the husband's already gone to work, and guess what's on the floor? Um... <laughs> DD DSS DSS dirty D what's the other sorry for? sorry I meant DS dirty silly socks yeah dirty silly socks <laughs> yeah dirty socks are on the floor now here's the question what has he heard has has he really listened to his wife he comes home and she's ticked she is really angry. And so he says to her, oh, is, is everything okay? Um, she says, yes. <laughs> now note this. She's just used words that sound like there's no problem. But the way she said it, the manner in which she said it, her body language, these are all called mm, nonverbals. Mm, all the nonverbals yes. indicate something completely other yeah. than the words she's just used. 
So this is a part of listening well. What What's going to happen now, and I've, I've run through this scenario with hundreds of couples where I've, I've said to the husband, tell me what's going on now in the mind of, of this wife. And most times the husband will say, oh, she's upset because the husband hasn't picked up the dirty socks. And then I'll say to the husband, now just sit there and listen to this. Then I'll turn to the wife or the, the one who perhaps I'm preparing for marriage. And I'll say to the woman, now tell me what this woman is actually thinking. And she'll run through a whole list of things like, he doesn't love me. He doesn't respect me. He abuses me. He treats me as if I'm just an object, not worthy of respect. And oftentimes the guy will sit there and hear this coming from his partner or future spouse and and just be stunned because to him it's just about socks. But it's not just about socks. It actually shows whether this person is valued and respected because they have been listened to. This is why responsive listening is so important. There may be husbands listening to this right now and you're wondering why you've got this continual conflict going on in the in the it's the background noise of your relationship with your wife. And this could be it. You're thinking that you're listening. But the way you're responding shows that you're not. It's kind of like that Facebook meme that says um, I hate it when my wife continually nags me to do something. After all, I've just done it. I didn't need to be nagged every six months about doing it. You know, the, the point there is no woman should have to bring this up every six months about something you said you were going to do. This is responsive listening. Responsive listening is where your wife says, can you come and open this jam jar or this sauce jar or whatever. And he says, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. What does that mean, Cameron? Yeah, uh, it's not priority, but I'll be there shortly. And what does shortly mean? Could be half an hour. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And that's not responsive listening. Here's here's one where perhaps um, uh, mum, the uh, husband's wife, has cooked dinner and she calls out, dinner's ready. Now, what is she actually saying, Cameron? Get to the table. Get to the table now if you know it's good for you. That's right. Exactly. That's exactly right. I don't want to have to dish up and make it cold. <coughs> it's, it's all this effort. If you, if you value your life, she's saying, you will be at this dinner table within about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be around the place when she's dishing up either. I, I like to get my drinks just when my mum dishes up when I'm over there and uh-huh. she doesn't like it. And I think a lot of other mothers would be in the same boat as well. Right. Okay, um, so we we need to you know use that as a, perhaps as a case study for going. Well, hang on, she she just said dinner's ready. She didn't say come to the table. She didn't That's say true. I really want yeah. you there. This is where you learn to listen beyond the words. The words are I've really when she says dinner's ready. What is she saying? She's actually saying I've gone to a fair bit of trouble to cook this meal for you. What what else is she saying? She's also saying this. When you come and sit down at the dinner table, could you just show me some appreciation? She's also saying this. When you begin to eat your meal, could you just let me know that you appreciate it by complimenting me on the food? And I know that there are many men who'd be hearing this right now going, 
No, 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 no. You got it all wrong, Andrew. All she said is, dinner's ready. She didn't say any of that. Trust me, she did. <laughs> she wants to know that you appreciate the time and effort she's taken. She wants to know that you think this is a nice meal that she's done. And this is where we run through these five things again that it's beyond words. It's not just the words that are used. And that's a, that, I think that's a pretty good example. It's, it's about clearing the air, which means an apology, which again may not even use the word sorry or apologize, but it will have an appeal, an appeal that asks for forgiveness. It's about being attentive to someone, facial expressions, questions back to them nodding your body language is appropriate it's about asking questions of what they've just said and it's about responding well as i think about this response cameron just in closing there's there's something really deeply spiritual about this because for those people who understand god and the heart of god he says don't just be hearers of my word be doers of my word. This is James 1, chapter 1, verse 22, where, where God appeals to people to listen. Listen to what I'm saying. Don't just be doers of the word. Sorry, don't, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For anyone, it says in verse 23, is a hearer of the word and not a doer. So there's the response of listening. He is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he is like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. And I would say, Cameron, if people learn to listen well, they will, they will be blessed they will be blessed. We have it there in Holy Scripture that if we can learn to respond well to what God is saying and we, we, we dial that down to how we interact with people as well, we can see that by learning to listen well and responding to people, we're, gonna, we're going to be the ones who will end up being blessed. Just one quick reminder to all those in business, whether you're large or small, whether you're a sole trader, or whether you employ people, be aware of our Grow Your Business marketing and sales seminars that are coming up. There's some great prizes on offer just for turning up. You'll go into the draw to win a $2,000 holiday travel voucher. Cameron, did you hear what I just said? <laughs> travel, travel voucher. Yeah, $2,000 holiday travel wow. voucher just for turning up. Wow. So today, if you get a call from Rene or one of our other staff you inviting might get you a to... Call for me if your luck's yeah, on I've the Yeah, I've Cameron to jump on the phones as yes. well. There's a couple of thousand businesses in Launceston. We want to get to all of you. And for being a part of this, you can, you can also... Um, uh, walk away you could also walk away on that day with a brand new espresso coffee machine to the value of five hundred dollars uh, as well so some great some great incentives for being a part of this mm. we're really serious about trying to help businesses in our city and region grow and this is what we're doing more information on our facebook page and on our website cameron
Right. Thank you very much, Dr. Andrew Corbett, for joining us on the program today. I hope you have got a lot out of it this morning and that you listened intentively. 9.32 now. Here are the news headlines, shortly talking to the Weather Bureau.